Welcome to the ReChurch Podcast. This is Tyler Armstrong, the student pastor at 12th Street Baptist Church in Rambosity, Alabama, with our lead pastor, Thomas Winborn. We are asking the question, how can we become the church that Jesus intended? What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the ReChurch Podcast. I'm here with the one, the only, the myth, the legend, Luke Parker. What's up, bro? What's up? How are you? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Did you like your intro? I did. Yeah, dude. Sort of Scott Sterling-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing it back. <laughs> Throwing it back, man. Throwing it back. Hey, okay, so today, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is a podcast that we're on right now. For real? Dude, crazy, right? What? It's called the Recharge Podcast. My we're, mind we're, is blown. We are a podcast. So, what is a good podcast that you'd like to recommend, Luke? So, obviously, other than the ones that we do, because duh, <laughs> I would duh. recommend... Raiders of the Lost podcast. Okay, what is this about? So it's these two brothers. Their names are James and Anthony Devaney or mm-hmm. Devaney. I don't really know how to pronounce their last name. And they do sort of what me and you have talked about potentially doing sometime in the future where each episode of this podcast, they go very in-depth, very introspective on different movies. So like their most recent ones are talking about the Mad Max movies, uh, war films like Saving Private Ryan, 1917, uh, the Iron Man trilogy, all of these different movies, each episode's going in-depth, talking about the mindset, the direction that the producers were going for, the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, the message of the overarching theme in the film, all right. of that stuff. It's very good to just break down these movies so like that. So just dive into movies and just talk about it. They have a good time. That's awesome, dude. I love that. Um, especially because, like, I love when we dive into things. Like, there's a there's a podcast I found the other day. I don't even remember the name of it, but it's, like, a, it's dedicated to nothing but The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And they dive into nothing but The Mandalorian. That's which, pretty sick. I need to find that Yeah, podcast. and so I don't remember the name of it. I found it the other day. I was listening to it. Um, just kind of, like, just, you know, just to find something just to kind of burn the time, I guess. And so, dude, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it was funny. It was uh, it was solid. You know, I really thought it was really good. And on top of that, like, it gives you a diving into of a um, more of a breakdown, if you will. Right. You know, especially this last week's episode of The Mandalorian. Well, not the last week's episode. The week before last. Yes. Yeah, yeah, week before last. If you didn't know Star Wars lore... Like my wife, I had to explain to her about who some of these guys were. You know, when does the spoiler ban get lifted? I think we can talk about it. Disney posted a picture of her. Oh, okay. So Ahsoka Tano, yes. who is from, I was just making sure. I was like, when does the spoiler ban get lifted? Yeah. Um, I know that the Rogue Worship Leader, which is a great Instagram it's account so to follow, um, he only posts memes the following Monday. So he gives you three days to watch the episode. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Fair. So Ahsoka Tano, if you watched this past week's Star Wars, uh, if you watched two weeks ago, Mandalorian, Ahsoka is from the Clone Wars series. She is Dave Filoni's creation. She is Anakin's Padawan, which is a Jedi, you know, trained. And so anyway, if you didn't know that, we just think she's some random Jedi. But if you know if you know these if you don't know if if you watch the Star Wars lore you know that if you listen to these podcasts it dives even deeper into it. So right. I like the idea of the Raiders of the Lost Pod. I'm gonna subscribe to that one. Check it out. I hope it's on Spotify. That's how I it listen is. To all, okay, sweet. That's all yes. I listen to my spot. My these are all on, on Spotify. Um, I love them. All right. So speaking of Spotify podcasts, I got two I'm gonna recommend to you. All right. Crime Junkies. Okay. With Ashley Flowers. 
Um, Olivia loves this podcast. My wife loves this podcast, and I love this podcast. All right, if you're into true crime, which I'm a true crime person, it's literally true crime junkies. I mean, that's what it is. They take different, like, conspiracies around crimes, murders, missing people cases, um, and different things like that, and they break them down from her perspective and from different people's perspective. It is so interesting. Like, it is so interesting. And honestly, it's, just, it's good. Like, it, it, it's not good that these people died and were murdered and all these things, but it died. So, like, the first episode I listened to was the Lizzie Borden case. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lizzie Borden had an axe. Lizzie Borden, you know what I'm talking about? The ner- really creepy nursery rhyme? Yeah. Um, and so, it, like, dove into that case from, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s. Dude, that's so interesting. Like, that's so neat. Um, they dove into um, some other missing people cases that you would typically not hear of. And that helps bring to light some of these missing people cases so you can be aware of them because awareness is part of the thing of, of finding these people. Um, it dove, there's one that dove into um, this, like, these, these college guys who just kept getting murdered all the same age and then showed how they were tied together. I wouldn't have known that well to it. So, anyway, I like it. It's really good. Um, it's obviously due to content, you know, Adults only. Um, there's no language. I think there's only one episode that has bad language. I think one, and it, that, she just says an off word, and then she comes back and apologizes about it later. Yeah. So it's good. I like it. Second one, very presidential from Ashley Flowers. I like Ashley Flowers doing podcasts. This is a new podcast. They released it right before the election. They dive into all the different presidents and the scandals that happened during their presidency. Okay. It is so good. Like I love it. Like listen, it the, the first one that they released was on JFK. Some of the stuff they released about JFK you would not realize. All right. And so, okay, like what? Um, I don't want to ruin it, so just okay. go listen to it. Sure. All right. It's good. But all these different presidents, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all these different ones. Awesome. So as I'm sitting here scrolling through the podcast on Spotify that I have saved, I just want to throw in one for kicks and giggles. There's a podcast that has been recorded by Adam Sandler himself. Oh, my gosh. All right. The 90s... Super comedian who's incredible. The Broadway musical Hamilton, if it was sung entirely by Adam Sandler. Okay, so listen, I'm going to be real with you. Okay, can I give you a hot take? If you say Adam Sandler's not funny, I might cry. No, I love Adam Sandler. Okay. Dude, Adam Sandler made the comeback of the year with Uncut Gems. I thought you were about to say he's no. not funny. Dude, and Uncut like, Gems is on dude. Netflix. Once again, rough movie, you know, but man, like, incredible film. I mean, just a really good film. I mean, comeback of the year. I mean, honestly, some critics say career-high performance by Adam Sandler, and he's not really that funny in that movie. It's just yeah, a, it's it's a serious it's role. It's a serious role. I like it, and so but is he still Adam Sandler? Mm-hmm. I don't like Hamilton. Oh gosh, that's just as bad, I, dude. I I don't like Hamilton. That's I tried to watch take. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I tried to watch it. Olivia just raised up from the couch, y'all. Like she just like raised up and was like, "What are you saying?" I didn't like Hamilton. That's I tried to hot. watch it. I like um, the guy who created it. What's his name? Uh, Lin, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I like him a lot. I really do. And I don't... I'm just not a big musical fan, dude. Oh, my gosh. I'm just not a big musical. Like, Greatest Showman? I wasn't impressed. Dude, you're hurting me. Dude, I was not impressed by at all. My heart. Uh, I'm sorry. I just wasn't. Um, it just It's not my cup of tea. It's not my thing. Um, Les Miserables, whatever it is, the, the the most recent one that came out. Yeah, I was miserable watching the entire movie. Gosh, dude, I'm just I'm not a big musical fan. Like I'm I'm just not. It's just not my cup of tea. You would like The Lion King. 
I promise. I, I probably would because I mean, I, you like, like the okay. Movie. I'll give you an example. Like I went and saw a Little. Mo- I went and saw the, the Broadway production of Little Mermaid when it mm-hmm. was in um, the Shakespeare Festival down in Montgomery at the Shakespeare. You know, they do that. Have you ever been to that theater? I've oh, not. dude, it's gorgeous, man. It's like an old school theater. Dude, I went to that and I really enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's because I'm watching it on screen. Does that make sense? So yeah. I'm watching Hamilton on screen, but at the same time, I did not like The Greatest Showman. That's crazy. Like I didn't mind. I mean, it's 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 not horrible. It's just like everybody else was like, "This is the greatest show," and I'm like, it, "It's mediocre at best." <laughs> While we're at it, let's just fuel the fire. Tyler has not seen the High School Musical movies. Okay, I've seen two of them. He hasn't. I've watched seen two them of them. All. I haven't watched the third one. It's the best. Once again, I'm not a fan of musicals. Now I watched. I've watched two of them. Now, the majority of our podcast, I'm going to be honest with you, probably hasn't watched High School Musical. That's, probably not. That's like y'all's generation, dude. I know, but they're so good. Everyone <sighs> should watch it. They're they're decent at best. Oh my gosh, dude. At best. You're killing me. Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> All right. So anyway, which, once again, Sandlot, great movie. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we are in the midst of Advent season, which is going to be our topic today. So what book are you reading, or what book would you like to recommend? So there is actually a devotional book out there that is specifically for the Christmas season, the Advent season. It's written by Matt Chandler. It's called An Even Better Christmas. Yes. And it's written so that we can get in the mindset to celebrate this season. And celebrate it year long. Every, yes. Yeah, all year long. I mean, like, and this is the best thing about this book. It is literally, I think, like 50 or 60 pages. Super thin book. I read it in 30 minutes. I've got it pulled up right here. It's literally four bucks. That's how <laughs> thin it is. It is so tiny. Um, I was trying to show Luke a copy of it because I actually have the hard copy of it. I would just buy it digitally if I were you. I, I thought it was going to be a bigger book when I pre-ordered it. And then it came in and I was like... What is this? I ordered a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. It's not even a book, but it's so good. I would encourage you. It's it's a really good one just to keep like kind of like a conversation starter, right? You know, or just re- it, it's a good one. I love it. Um, I'm gonna use this one, and Luke actually didn't realize this: "The Dawning of Indestructible Joy" by John Piper. This is one of the best great Advent um, devotionals. That's a good word to put it. There's a reading for all 25 days. I read this every year. Okay. Um, it's for free on DesiringGod.org. You can go on there, download it, or you can purchase a hard copy of it. Your call. I just downloaded it for um, like iBooks or Apple Books, whatever it's called. What's it called now? Just, I think it's just books. I think it's just books. It used to be called iBooks, Google Books, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Anyway, you can download it for Kindle. It's for free. Um, and there's literally 25 days of readings for Advent. It is so good because, I mean, number one is John Piper. I love John Piper. But it's just good. And then on top of that, that Luke realized this, that this is where we got our series name last year. All right. The two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Last year was. Um, presence. Yeah. Presence. That's right. Like Jesus coming and being present among, present among us. Like his presence here. And then two years ago, it was Dawning of Indestructible Joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so we're connecting all the dots. Yeah. We're connecting all the dots. But anyway, it's good. Circle. So let's talk about why Advent, Luke. All right. So I'm going to be honest with you. I love the Advent season. Um, I think that what we're seeing, especially is this, is that we need to realize that the coming of Christ is such an important aspect of our faith that it needs to be emphasized every week of the Christmas season. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the problem. A lot of Christians leave Jesus in the cradle. The cradle don't matter unless he went to the cross, right? Exactly. And so, but the Advent season is meant 
to point us to Jesus. So what do you like about Advent Luke? Like what, like speak to it and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about the history of it and, um, and then dive deeper into it about why. why so first off, for the longest time, I didn't even understand what Advent was. Like I had heard about it. People talked about it around Christmas, but I didn't really get it. It was just something that I never really paid that much attention to, honestly. But as like throughout the years, just learning more about it, it's actually super symbolic. Yeah. Um, the reason why we celebrate it, it's meant to represent the darkness that the world experienced during those years of silence before Christ came into the world. Mm-hmm. And it's got all of this deep theological meaning behind it in preparing us to celebrate the birth of our Savior, all of these things. And it's just super, super important for us to celebrate, I feel like. Like, we need to recognize it in order yeah. to get to Christmas. Yeah, and, and in a lot of ways, it's almost like, and this is the thing, we need to realize that what Advent means. Advent is from the Latin word Adventus, which is from the translation of the Greek word parousia, which is from the Greek, which, which the Greek word means for the coming of Christ. All right, and so it was kind of like a double entendre, if you're, if you're, if you're tracking with me. Mm-hmm. So a double entendre literally means it's just something that has a double meaning to it. Um, rappers are famous for you mis- for using da- double entendre. I think Jay Z was like one of the first ones to really break into it. So I just referenced Jay Z on an Advent podcast. What's up, Beyonce? Um, anyway, so I think that, and especially this, the early church used to celebrate Advent as a celebration of the second coming of Christ, while also celebrating the first coming of Christ. So right. The first two weeks celebrated of Advent was they focused on the second coming. They would confess sins. They would spend time hoping for the quick coming of the Lord, and then they would transition to the next two weeks, being on the uh, focus of the of the cradle or the um, the manger. The manger, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sorry about that. So the cradle. I was just thinking about Christ in a cradle, um, and so but he didn't have a cradle, right? He had nowhere to lay his head. Yep, he had a manger. Isn't that what the song says? What is it? No cradle to lay his head. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Anyway, I don't care. All right, and so, well, I do care. I care about Jesus. I just don't care about, you know, that specific, I don't know. Just anyway, ignore me. So, Advent and Christmas are not just about the coming of Jesus, but about everything since the birth of Jesus. Does that make sense? Right. The cradle doesn't matter without the cross. The manger doesn't matter without the resurrection. None of this matters unless we focus in on those things. I would actually argue, okay, I'll make an argument, that Easter is more important on the church calendar than Christmas is. Now, Christmas has been commercialized, and so we, you know, and especially because, I mean, name a couple of non-believers that don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, most people celebrate Christmas because it's a secular holiday as well. Right. Literally carries the word Christ Mass. You know, that's what it is. It's the Mass of Christ. Um, Christmas. But... Anyway, not not all non-believers celebrate Easter. Easter is the more important one because that's the resurrection because Christmas doesn't matter without Easter. And so Advent, in my opinion, is a season where we can focus in on the darkness of our world, the suffering of our world, and the coming of Jesus. Especially, though, emphasizing the, emphasizing the manger, him coming, being born into human flesh, but also looking forward to the second coming when he will come back and restore this all, yeah. which I was explaining this to Luke and Olivia earlier. Like this is the ca- the colors of the candle, right? And mm-hmm. so if you look on our stage, um, we have th- five candles, correct? Yeah, yes. five. There are three that are purple, one that's pink, 
and then one that's uh, white, the Christ candle. Yes. Each of these candles have a different meaning, and they all symbolize different things. Um, now you can dive into. I think they're like there's like hope, joy, love, and peace. Is that right? The four mm-hmm. candles. Yes. Um, you light them different Sundays. There's different orders of how these goes. I don't I don't remember the history of all that. We can dive into it if you want to, Luke. But really, ultimately, it's this. The colors are what's interesting to me. The three purple symbolize the darkness of the world becoming before Christ. Okay. The pink represents the coming dawn. And the white represents the Christ has come. Now, and then you can also look at it like this. It is a symbol of the darkness of our world. He's coming back. And one day he will be revealed in his full glory of the second coming. Right? Yes. I mean, that is it. I mean, I heard one uh, missionary say this. Um, he said, you know, we can't be so concerned with the second coming when half the world, when the majority of the world has not even heard of his first. And so we need to tell the world of the gospel and let Advent be a season where we are literally focused on Jesus and focused in on all these things. But I love the Advent season personally because of the symbolism and because it reminds me of my wretchedness and my need for Jesus. I'm not you know wretched anymore because I have Christ, but the, the brokenness, the sinfulness, the suffering of which I've been saved from if I didn't have Jesus. Because, I mean, without Christ, I would be experiencing all the hell that that could could be coming my way in sin. But because of Christ, I'm experiencing all the hell I'll ever experience while I'm living on this earth. Mm-hmm. That's all I mean. And that's it. I will never experience the full wrath of God because Christ experienced it for me on my behalf on the cross. Advent reminds me to think of those things. It makes me point my mind to Jesus. And so, and that's it. Like, I mean, these candles at the end of our service, we've been, we're, we're, we did it last Sunday. I, I, we could have talked about it last Sunday, but it, to me, it's more fitting first Sunday of December to talk about these things. Well, after the first Sunday of December. To me, it's a time for us to sharpen our minds, look back at what Jesus has done, especially in his coming in human flesh, but especially what he did on the cross, and he will be coming back. Mm-hmm. To sharpen our minds, to focus our minds in on those things. Luke, anything you want to add to that? Uh, there's a really good article on the Gospel Coalition yeah. about why we celebrate the Advent, just to recommend for anyone who wants to... Is it the one by Ron Reeves? No, it's by a guy named Timothy Paul Jones. Oh, okay, sweet. It's from, like, 2015. Okay, sweet. But it just goes more in-depth, sort of what we've been talking about, why we celebrate this holiday. would definitely recommend people read it. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, I mean... I like Advent because it's like a season. Of, like it talks about that in the article. I'll just kind of flip to it. The season. It's a season of waiting. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on the coming of Christ. We celebrate we, the waiting. Yeah, we celebrate the waiting. We're waiting on the second coming of Christ. I mean, that's. I just have to hearken it one more time. The first meaning, the first coming, does not matter, without the resurrection and the promise of the second mm-hmm. coming. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's just it. If Jesus did not come to die and be resurrected from our sins, he is nothing more than any other man in history. But because of that, Advent matters. Waiting on Jesus matters. And the coming of Jesus during the Christmas season matters because of what happened on the cross. Don't leave Jesus in the cradle, people. Don't do it. Luke, anything else you want to add, though? That's a great article. Timothy Paul Jones, Gospel Coalition. Anything else you want to add? That's it. All right, brother. Well, y'all, thank you so much on listening to our episode on why Advent Hey, listen, if you have any other questions, if you have any topics you'd like for us to cover, please hit us up. You can email us personally at P at 12.co or Tyler A at 12.co. We would love to follow up with you. Thank you so much for joining us, joining us on this week's episode of the ReCharge Podcast. Peace out, everybody.